Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bible Toolbox. I'm Luke. And I'm Lydia, and we're here to help you enjoy the Bible through the tools that scholars and programmers have created for you. And Mr. Greek over here, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Yeah. So I've heard that Greek is just like this language hidden with deep treasures from God. Mm-hmm. And like, if we don't know Greek, we're missing out on what the Bible is actually saying. And we're like missing out on all of this mystery and it's just like this language with all these connotations and that we just miss out. Is this true? Um, kind of. I mean, no, no, mostly no. Mostly no. But I mean, just think of if you are just any other translation, you have like a, a really cool author in French. Mm-hmm. Like it would be really cool to read him in French versus just an English translation, right? You're going to miss out. Or think if if we were to translate Dr. Seuss into another language, <laughs> like you could get the, the meaning. You wouldn't mm-hmm. miss out on the meaning, but like, could you really get across? It wouldn't be true. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be Dr. Seuss, Seuss right? Yeah. Uh, but in reality, the Greek that we have in the New Testament and the Septuagint, the Greek translation, are, the Old Testament. Is, is called Koine Greek. Koine Greek. Which means common Greek. Like common language? Like the the same language that they used for buying stuff or to, to write letters to each other, right? Mm-hmm. Not not like the high literary Greek of like the philosophers or- Like classical, like yeah. all of these really important people. Mm-hmm. Like the people you've heard of aren't writing in Koine Greek generally. Hmm. Um, so no, it's a, it's a very common language like low, and we should basic. treat it. We should treat it as just another language, not as a- Hmm. you know a divinely inspired special language just created for this medium of whatever (laughs) like um it's just the language of the people people spoke and wrote and sang and Mm -hmm. talked in this it's not like god just like dropped down this one language for his word which he used but that's that shows like god's heart like he wanted to just like tell everybody yeah and make it known to everybody it was actually a theory a long time ago that Bible Greek was like a kind of a heavenly Greek mm-hmm. because they couldn't find other examples because they're comparing it to these other philosophers and it's like, oh, it's different. Mm-hmm. And so it must be some like heavenly Greek, right? Yeah. And then there's a ton of archaeology and they discovered tons of papyri. Okay. Just like the everyday type of stuff. And they're like, oh no, this is like everyone <laughs> uses this Greek. Like receipts and things like <laughs> Not, that. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. So Usually, usually the thing, if I tell people that I, that I know Greek, they'll say, oh, that's Greek to me. But then they'll, <laughs> they'll bring up like the four loves. Oh, so, like, like agape love. Oh, agape like it's love. The, yeah. It's the good love. Yeah. It's the yeah. God love. Yeah. What do you know? What do you know about love in Greek? Who, um, I know like when Jesus was asking Peter after he betrayed him and he rose from the dead and everything, like, Peter, do you love me? He asked it three times and. He uses at least two to, two of the loves mm-hmm. there. Like the word for love is different, and they yeah. assume that that like means different things. Um, and I always hear that agape love is like the love that God gives to us. Sure, like it's only reserved for God, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And how I many think, loves? I are think there? there's four, but I only know two. <laughs> <laughs> I know agape and phileo. Uh, but yeah. what are the other two? Yeah. Here we go. Are, are we going to study ready? the four loves? We're going to look at the four loves. All right. Today. So, um, we're going to talk about 
the not four loves. Um, the because, not four loves. <laughs> so there's not actually really four loves in biblical Greek. What? This is one of, it's kind of the, the point of this video. So we're going to, we want to talk about word studies, how to do word studies. And this is just a super, super common misconception of how words work in Greek. Mm -hmm. And love is one of the main culprits for whatever reason. <laughs> We're going to talk about why the reason is. Um, but just as there's not four loves in biblical I Greek. I think you're going to have to convince us. <laughs> so um, here is a quick rundown of the data. So I just, I've collected here the verb form of the love. So the four loves are eros, uh, philos or philia, agape, and storge. Okay. Okay. And so I just found the noun form and the verb form. And there's all sorts. I mean, there's tons of forms. Like mm -hmm. you can have uh, the beloved person. You can have a lover. You can have. Sure. So, like, so this, like, this, this is isn't exhaustive, yeah. but just the gist of it here. Okay. So you can see. The the verb for eros, erao, is used only four times, never in the New Testament. Because LXS is Septuagint. Septuagint, which means the Old Testament in Greek. Yeah. Okay. So it's never in the New Testament. Nope. Nor is eros. Oh. It's used twice in the Septuagint. And um, phileo is used in the Septuagint 32 times, but pretty much always as kiss. Um, Isn't that normally like the friendship? Love normally people? the friendship love okay. which philos is like the common word for a lover or a friend okay so that's yeah. reasonable yeah yeah um and so phileo there it's used 25 times in the new testament and that's the verb that's the verb okay 29 times uh philos is used 29 times in the new testament and pretty much always as friend okay okay so you can see there 25 times new testament phileo eros never in the new testament then we get to Agapao and agape. Okay. Notice the numbers here. 276 times in the Septuagint and 143 times in the New Testament. Well, isn't that just because God's always loving? <laughs> <laughs> he should have the most well, love verbs. <laughs> yes. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see. There's more than just God agapaoing um, <gasps> in the New Testament. Uh, and so agape is only used 19 times in the Septuagint. I'm not really sure why. Okay. But it's used 116 times in the New Testament. So is it? So almost five times more. Yeah. That seems like a more common word than phileo. Yeah, it is. Hmm. So from this data, well, okay, well, let's just finish here. So storge is the fourth love that uh, is often brought up. And it's used only four times in the Septuagint and not even in our normal books. It's in third and fourth Maccabees is when it's the used. Old Testament. It's only in the Maccabees. It's only in the Maccabees. Which is the third Apocrypha. and fourth Maccabees, which isn't even in the Catholic Bible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so you can see Eros and Storge are like non-existent basically. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at Phileo and Agape pretty much. Pretty much. And Agape is used five times more than Phileo. Okay. 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 And just to add on to this, oh, just no. to add on to this, here are the uses of eros uh, examples. Uh, what is eros normally no, oh, okay, okay, okay. So normally eros is kind of the sexual love. Like between husband and wife kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, philos is friendship or like family, kinship, love. 
uh, agape is um well storge storge is uh familial love like between dad and son yeah like a parent parent for a child okay love and agape is christian love god's love the right. love the the love um so but yeah so eros when it's used it's used in like proverbs <laughs> and it's only used for the love of like a prostitute so like oh um like bad sexual bad bad sexual love hmm. like sinful sexual love and um get this so let's just let's just search love blue letter bible blue letter bible we've search got enough on this yep and so let's go, go the lexicon go into the lexicon let's find let's find agapao here and let's see where it's used in the old testament mm -hmm. and song of solomon is that where you're going <laughs> where we're going here yeah oh man and so here <laughs> it's used it's the it's the main word used for love in the song of solomon mm. um because of the savor of thy good ointments thy name is as ointment poured forth therefore did the virgins love thee agape and mm -hmm. so on like and so on um so where sexual love should be agape is used agape? yeah what um so this is a simple like if you would just do a search read through where these words are used you would never come to the conclusion to the conclusion yeah, but there's four loves and they're really neatly packed and mm -hmm. organized and yeah. Okay. Um there's just so much overlap. So much overlap. Okay, so how can you tell us how to do that? Like how do you use the blue letter bible to kind of see that? Um okay, well you can come here. You can type in love and go to this lexiconk because now it's in the primary tab. It's all of the loves. You don't know what the Greek word is. So they're all just yeah, the, the primary tab is just where the King James translates as love. Any Greek word. Any any Greek or Hebrew word. Okay. Yep. Um, we'll we'll look at the next tab is dictionaries, and we'll look at some of those here. Okay. Uh, but here in the lexicon, you can see all the different uses, uh, Hebrew and Greek words used to translate that are translated into love. Mm -hmm. And so, if you just look here, you can see agape in there you can see i'm assuming all of the phil are all of the same are compounds roots. of philos philos or phileo yeah so they would so all like, be similar yeah okay um but there's no storge no story and there's no arrows mm -hmm. uh storge is actually used once in a compound for uh, romans 12 be kindly affectionate one to another that kindly affectionate is i think it's like uh it's a combination of philos and storge okay um but that's it that's it um so that would kind of be like oh that's interesting mm -hmm. maybe it's not for love right uh and and like like showing you what i did if you just click on the word the the strong and go to the concordance and you just read through how these words are used mm -hmm. i mean you're gonna find things so like Luke six thirty two, 
says, for if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love. Sinners also sinners are loving. Are agapeing, right? They they have agape towards those that agape them. Or if we scroll down a little more here, Luke eleven. Woe unto you Pharisees, for ye <laughs> love the uttermost seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets. Right? That's it's a bad love. That's a bad love. That's okay. a bad love. Interesting. Um, and then just going back, let's let's look at Phileo here. Scroll down to its uses. Mm-hmm. And let's just go, let's just go to John, right? Because we want to look at John 21. Where Peter where is Peter, asked three times. Yeah. Jesus but you can Peter. yeah so in john you can see the first use in john for the father loveth the son you think that would be agape you would think it would be agape right if it's mm-hmm. only god's love but no the father phileos the son mm-hmm. and show showeth him all things that he hath done um and even when lazarus dies then he said then then the jews said behold how he loved him mm-hmm. right? that is it deep like this is jesus wept after this and they're saying wow jesus loved him right um yeah for the father himself loveth you yeah i mean you can just see Mm -hmm. even here the disciple whom jesus loved is normally agape but here it's um phileo and why the change well okay so there's kind of there's kind of like two two ish ideas. So mm-hmm. let's go back. Let's go back to our our search when we search love. Go to dictionaries, and let's just go to Easton's Bible Dictionary. So, which is more of an encyclopedia. More of an encyclopedia. Yeah. Okay. So he's explaining love. Okay. So love. He says this word seems to require explanation only in the case of its use by our Lord in his interview with. Simon, the son of Jonas, after his resurrection. Which is Peter. Which is Peter, John 21. Um, when our Lord says, lovest thou me? He uses the Greek word agapos. And when Simon answers, he uses the Greek word philo, I love. This is the usage in the first and second questions put by our Lord. But in the third, our Lord uses Simon's word. Okay, wait, so... Jesus asks Peter, do you agape me? Twice. Twice. And both times, Peter says, Jesus, you know I phileo you. Yes. Okay. Yep. But the third time, they both use phileo? The third time, they... I I believe Peter just says... Well, we should just look this up. John 21... Now, a third time, uh, here we go. A third time, do you love me? Phileo. Phileo. Jesus asks Phileo. Yeah. Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Phileo do me. you love me? And notice how he says, the third time he asked, love us me. So, no, Jesus only asked once, Phileo. You get what they I'm don't saying? make a distinction between the three times that he asks. Do you, you get what I'm saying there? Like Peter's grieved. Why is Peter grieved? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? 
Because he used the word phileo. Yeah. Peter's upset well, that Jesus used the word phileo. Um, or or he's just upset that it took three times for him to ask, Do you love me? And he's not distinguishing between phileo mm -hmm. and agape. Okay. Okay. Um, Peter was grieved, said unto him third time, and he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, and knowest that I phileo you. Phileo you. Okay, so yeah, he does use... So Peter sticks with phileo all three times, and Jesus switches from agape the first two to phileo the third. Yes. Is there significance in this? Um, And so this Easton Bible Dictionary continues and says, the distinction between these two Greek words is thus fitly described by Trench. So Trench says, agapon, agapon, has... More of judgment and deliberate choice. Philine has more of attachment and peculiar personal affection. Thus, the lovest thou on the lips of the Lord seems to Peter at this moment too cold. Agape is too cold? Agape is too cold a word, as though his Lord were keeping him at a distance, or at least not inviting him to draw near, as in the passionate yearning of his heart he desired now to do. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he puts by the word and substitutes his own stronger I love. So phileo is stronger in this sense. In its room. A second time he does the same, and now he has conquered. For when the Lord demands a third time whether he loves him, he um, does it in the word which alone will satisfy Peter. Phileo. Felice you. Which alone claims from him that personal attachment and affection which indeed he knows that his heart is full okay so this is the first kind of interpretation of this this passage phileo is actually the stronger hmm. of the two because as we saw agape is used five times more mm -hmm. it's more generic it's more of the default type of love or as it as it says here judgment and deliberate choice so when you're commanded uh normally if love is commanded in the Bible, it's agape because it's a choice, right? Yes. Love your enemies. That doesn't mean like desire them and mm -hmm. be buddy buddies with them. Like you have to choose that kind of love. Even if you don't feel it, choose Even if to you love don't them. Feel, yeah. And that's agape. That's agape where phileo is like friend. Like we like each other. We actually like each other hmm. type of love. And so Easton's Bible dictionary here is arguing that Peter wants Jesus to actually like him, right? <laughs> and that Lord just to love him. <laughs> yeah, not not just a choice. It, that's too cold, right? As it interprets it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's one way. That's one way of interpreting this passage. Is that one way to distinguish agape and phileo? Is there another way, or is that um, pretty much like what should we be saying? Is like, <laughs> should we even be distinguishing between these words? Right. So the second the second one says that we shouldn't really distinguish so this is from uh this isn't on blue Letter bible so mm -hmm. i'm pulling this up on my uh, lagos bible software and this is the greek english lexicon of the new testament uh by low and nida okay who are um like linguists and mm -hmm. and so what this dictionary does is it rather than being categorized by um alphabetical order it's categorized by topic okay okay so if you just go to 
the love category or here. Yeah. I'm in attitudes and emotions, love, affection. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then if I scroll down to Agapao, he has a whole paragraph that talks through the distinguishing phileo and um, agape. Okay. Okay. Um, so he says, though some persons have tried to assign certain significant differences of meaning between agapao, agape, and phileo and philia, it does not seem possible to insist upon a contrast of meaning in any in all contexts. So he's saying no, there's no difference. Or there's no there's like not in all contexts. Like an organizational, like this is agape, this is phileo. Yeah. So like he's there's tons of overlap. Mm-hmm. And so when he gets to Okay, so here, the usage in John 21 seems to reflect simply a rhetorical alteration designed to avoid undue repetition. So he's just changing it up. He's just changing it up. Like, we, we do that all the time, hmm. right? You just use synonyms, and it just sounds better. Interesting. Okay, so that's kind of the second one. And it went, and we saw it. Like, when we looked at phileo and John, phileo seems to be used in the context where... a agape would be used to mm-hmm. right the father loving the son the beloved disciple and so this is kind of just arguing well this is just another kind of stylistic variation like from the author or by jesus from well what do you mean like is john just changing up the words as he's writing this down or is this saying well, that jesus was being the one changing up the words i don't know either i don't know whether jesus was speaking in aramaic at that point or if he was <laughs> speaking in greek so that's a whole other debate, but yeah, um, yeah. So minimally, the one writing it down was doing it for a stylistic reason mm-hmm. and not. So we should not read into it. We should probably not read into it too much. So, where are these ideas of the four loves coming from in the first place? Yeah, like why is there this assumption that there's four loves? Yeah, because of C.S. Lewis. So C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Four Loves. Okay. Okay, and. This entire uh, episode here is not a bash against C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis's really book, smart guy. he was super smart and his book is super good. But C.S. Lewis's book is not about biblical Greek. It's like <laughs> common, not what kind of Greek is it? But Well, so C.S. Lewis was a medieval scholar. And so he's just saying, well, here's how the Greeks, you know, used a certain term. Like outside of the Bible. Outside of the Bible. I mean, he's he's being very general. And even in his, okay, in his radio talks, he he talks about the four loves. Mm -hmm. But in his published book, he doesn't even bring up agape love. It's not even in there. Okay. Because that's not his point. His point isn't the Greek word. His point is he's talking about four types of loves mm-hmm. and how we disorder them. Okay. And um, if we love family too much, if we love friends too much, if we love sex too much, like that's going to disorder our lives. And we need to keep um... love for God as primary, the others as secondary. They're all good as long as they're secondary. And that's the point of his book, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't to tell you, here's the, an interpretive code to go interpret the Bible with. Was, did he use the Bible to help write this book or was it like solely outside of the Bible? 
like common Greek languages or language. He he only used the Bible for when he started talking about Christian love, which was agape, which which was agape, right? And, and he's just using that as an example. Not he's not giving you an in depth word study on agape. He's talking about love for God and saying this is an agape or, or like this is what the Bible kind of uses for agape, which interestingly, outside of the Bible, agape is hardly used. Oh, so it's like okay. phileo is used everywhere, but agape is used only in the Bible. Yeah, so which is weird. Outside Greek people probably thought agape was just for the Bible. Or like only Christians use agape kind of thing. Yeah, well, maybe. It was also in the Septuagint. So Jews were using it too. And that's why the New Testament uses it okay. probably. Uh, but that's a separate question. I don't really know what to do with that, to be honest. Why? <laughs> but if we look, if we use Blue Letter Bible and we look at the uses of agape and phileo, there's so much overlap that we can't fairly say agape is God's love because we saw so many times that God's love was actually phileo. Yes. And so, but we can't say it's just phileo because we saw it as agape too. Right. Yeah. So just like, we need to just calm down on this whole agape thing. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to, to read C.S. Lewis for what he was trying to do, mm-hmm. he wasn't, people are importing C.S. Lewis's categories in a place where he didn't intend for them sure. to go. Um, so it's also just being fair to C.S. Lewis mm-hmm. and what he intended to communicate with his Four Loves book. Okay. Um, yeah. He he wasn't talking about Four Loves in Biblical Greek. He was talking about, generically, four types of love and keeping them rightly ordered. In our lives. Yeah. And so in that sense, those Four Loves are in biblical Greek because the Bible gives us all sorts of directions over how to deal with sex, how to deal with family, how to deal with friends, and how to love God, mm-hmm. right? Though the concepts are there. The concepts are there. This is we need to distinguish between words and concepts. Um yeah, there just there aren't there aren't four loves in biblical Greek. Oh man. Well Hope that was helpful and something for you to consider. And um, but the main purpose was just to show how to use Blue Letter Bible looks like to help us see kind of underneath Greek and to just trust. But our English translations are good; like we mm-hmm. can trust them, and we don't have to know Greek to understand yeah. the Bible rightly. And we will talk about uh, well. So if word studies aren't to uncover like hidden mysterious meanings that are real nuance and stuff, mm-hmm. then why do word studies? And so that's uh, what where, we want to, we'll, we yeah, where we're headed next. We'll spend more time talking about that. Awesome. Tune in next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Bible Toolbox. All of the resources mentioned in this episode are posted on our website, thebibletoolbox.com. There you can also find out more information on how to give and support us. And we have loved all of the encouragement and feedback we've received from you. So thanks so much.